Welcome back to the Tej Talks YouTube channel. Now I'm here today to talk to you about, sounds like an essay, self-managing your properties, your buy-to-lets, your BRRs, or having an agent manage them. Now, there are pros and cons to both, of course, and I want to take you through them. I self-manage all of my properties, that's 12 properties. Two of them are service accommodations, which I'll talk about, and they are 200, 250 miles away from me. So how am I self-managing it? And what about when there's a leak? Who goes and we'll get to that. So a lot of people will say this to me because they're fearful, because you're scared. You'll say, oh, I don't want to build a portfolio far away because, okay, the refurb stuff, you know, but then when the tenants are in, what happens when there's an issue? When they have a leak, when the drains are blocked. My question to you, fellow budding property entrepreneur, are you a plumber? Are you an electrician? Are you a plasterer? Are you a general builder? The chances are most of you are not. So when the tenant calls you and says there's a leak and there's an issue, what are you doing about it? Are you putting your wellies on, getting the rods and, and clearing the drains? I don't think so. If you're a property investor, you're a property investor, you're running a business, you're not rodding drains, like your hourly rate's way higher than that. So a lot of people say that and then they're scared to invest far away because what if? But the first thing to understand is you're not doing the work. The second thing is managing agents charge what, anywhere from eight to sort of 15%. 15 is probably way too high. I'd say sort of 8 to 12 is the kind of norm, especially if they've got a VAT. Now you might think, well, it's only 10%. It's 10% of your rent, firstly, so not your profit. So it's 10% of your turnover. You've still got your profit to come after that. You've still got your mortgage, your insurance, all that stuff. Okay. Now, let's say you've got a property renting a 500 quid a month, yeah? Agents charging 10%. That's 50 pounds a month taken from you, given to the agent. And then let's say it's 50 pounds a month what happens if we do 50 times 12 months, we get 600. Now, hopefully this puts it in perspective for you. 600 pounds a year you're losing on a buy-to-let, which already, you know, doesn't give a huge amount of cash flow. You need a multiple number of these. Now, imagine this across a portfolio of 10. So for me, that kind of makes sense because two are service accommodations. Now, mine rent for anywhere from 450 to 725 on the top end. You take 10% of that, but let, let, let's just say 10 properties at 500 pounds a month, 10% to the managing agent. That's 50 pounds a month times 10. That's how much? 500. Now, when you look at that, that is basically the rent of another property, right? That they're getting paid. Okay, they're managing 10 properties. So, okay, fair enough. Let's be fair here. But then do that 500 times 12. It gives you how much? 6,000 pounds. It's a lot of money. Like, it's a lot of money. So the question is, do you value that service? Now, what should a good managing agent do? They should look after your tenants. They should maintain the property in a good standard by responding to tenant inquiries, be conducting annual inspections or semi-annual inspections. They're probably going to charge for this. So that doesn't count as a service, I suppose. They are collecting rent. They're managing any issues. They're basically stopping you from getting phone calls. They're stopping you from being involved. However, a lot of agents won't because they're shit. A lot of the time you will have your preferred trades team and you'll want to go to them. Like with me, it's like, well, if I had an agent, anything they sent me, I'd say, Craig, can you go fix it? Craig, can you go fix it? Like I wouldn't be using the agent's team. So therefore, personally, it doesn't really benefit me for them to have a team. Plus they're expensive. Some agents, especially the corporate bigger ones, will always put a um, like a markup on, on top of that. So you're paying more. And agents don't know about refurbs and make, like they don't really know like you should after doing refurbs, you know, how to do it properly. So again, there's a bit of a quality control issue here and expense issue as well. I mean, their gas certs will cost like 80, 90 quid. Mine will cost 50 quid. So they can do things like that for you as well, but they'll always cost more. So, you know, it's great for a hands-off approach, but it's a lot of money for 
essentially what I manage from this. Yes, my phone. I manage everything from this. If a tenant calls me right now, texts me right now, boil is broken. Okay, what do I do? Boom, Texas plumber, Texas plumber, Texas plumber, Texas plumber. Okay, when can you get there? Half an hour later. Okay, no, you can't get there. Ooh, you're expensive. You're there. Okay, hey tenant, uh, uh, Paul will be there in about a few hours or tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. If not, I go online and find someone else. Cool, done. Issues with, oh, neighbors. Okay, it's a discussion. Oh, those drains are blocked. Oh, why are you putting your, you know, fucking McDonald's wrappers down the drain, you failed the animals? No, okay. Craig, can you go fix the drains, please? He's busy. Okay, find someone else. Like, that is what management consists of. Now, a lot of people say, oh, I've had really bad tenants. I hate tenants. I do this. If you find the right tenant, and I'll do another video on this, in the first place, you hire slowly, right? You find slowly, you ask the right questions, which I go through my e-learning. The chances of this happening are greatly decreased. Can they still happen? Of course they can. We're dealing with humans here. But the chances are decreased. And what this means is you'll have an easier time later right? But management is essentially looking after maintenance, looking after human relationships, ensuring rent is paid. You can use bits of software. There's free ones, there's paid ones. You know, I use a portfolio management software, reads my bank, tracks it, tells me, oops, this is missing. This is in arrears or, you know, this has all been paid. Here's your profit and loss. Um, you can track your insurance costs in there as well. So why do you need an agent? Now, again, this goes to my point before. Where I was like, well, you're a property investor. You shouldn't be doing all this other dumb stuff. You should be buying properties and raising money and doing deals. And that still stands. You know, we shouldn't be focusing on tenant management necessarily, especially if you want to grow a big portfolio. If you've got a couple and that's it, then I think it's nice to have a bit of a personal touch and you stay more in control. That's another thing. Some agents are just terrible and, you know, run off with your money and you never hear from them and they don't do any inspection. They lie and they, yeah, all sorts. But it's like with any industry, right? There's always bad apples. So, you know, their value really comes in freeing up your time. But, but you know, if, if I look at the last month, I'm recording this on the 25th of March. Rent is due in about five-ish days. I haven't spoken to spoken to one tenant because her shower broke, but she texted my builder direct. And then he said to me, shower. And I just texted her like, hey, look, you know, working on it. Cool. That was one thing I did. Five minutes. Let's run to your properties. Nope. Nope. I haven't lived with them in a while, actually. Nope. Nope. No. The essay. I've set up one as an essay this month. So the beginning of the month was a couple of hours, like working on that, working with the team to get that set up. That's all I've done. And rent will come in next month. And then if I look at January and February, it's very similar. If you set things up right from the beginning, you know, you do good refurbs. You understand how to do refurbs. Which I cover on my e-learning, by the way. Check it out then maintenance is a lot easier. It's a lot cheaper. There's less to do. You find a better tenant, there's less to do. So, you know, look, an agent's supposed to take it off your hands, supposed to make it hands-free, stay on top of things. You know, you do it yourself. You're getting back six grand a year on a 10 property portfolio or 600 pounds a year on one property at 500 a month. You're renting at 1.5K a month, 800 a month. Just do the math. It's a lot bigger. I personally say that, you know, people should self-manage. You know, I don't use um, myself to find the tenant. I use an agent. That's fine. I pay a fee there. Cool. But I think people should self-manage because on buy-to-lets where you're already at such a kind of low income level, just by their very nature, you kind of want to, you know, make some more money from it and get as much out of it as you can. And single lets, not that difficult to manage. You know, I'm not talking from, oh, I've got 50 of these. You know, I've got 10, two SAs. So, you know, it's still enough. It's still way more than the average landlord. I really don't spend that much time at all on it. And if the portfolio was doubled, would I spend double the amount of time? Maybe, but double a few hours if that is really nothing to complain about for income to be reoccurring and the asset to be going up in value. So when we take a realistic look at it, I always say it's to self-manage. When you start getting to say maybe, you know, 30, 40, 50, then you could look at setting up your own letting agency, you know, doing something like that. And I love my letting agent for finding tenants because, you know, he's like a really small business, him and like one or two other people. 
He's hungry for it. He's very experienced, you know, otherwise in, in estate agency and lettings before. And we have conversations that are different. You know, we talk about different things on the phone call. Whereas a corporate agency, here's a salary, here's their income, boom. Oh, we can't do that, sorry. Mm-mm, I, I need that personal touch. And he brings a personal touch with a tenant, right? So those are the pros and cons of using a managing agent to manage your portfolio or doing it yourself. I'm clearly biased to one way, but I hope I've kind of shown you that, you know, an agent should be able to free up your time, but at the same time, a buy-to-let portfolio doesn't really suck up too much time if you've done everything correct from the beginning. So look, if you are an investor in property, I'd love to know what you're doing and what your setup is. So leave a comment below and uh, there's something you gotta do. Before you end this video, you know what you gotta do. You gotta hit subscribe, hit like, hit the bell icon, right? So you can be notified when this face appears on your videos and I'll see you in the next one.